0: Coming up on NRL teams, with the minor premiership in the bag, will Coach Cleary rest more of his mountain men or should the Panthers maintain their momentum? Will Bradman return to ensure the Knights are back at their best ahead of the finals? And it's a final round frenzy for fantasy coaches as some clubs make mass changes for round 20. Yes, hello and welcome to NRL Teams brought to you by Telfast, Zach Bailey joined by Robbie Farrow and Brett Kamali. Uh, we've made it. After so much turmoil earlier this year with COVID, uh, we came back in round three and we've reached round 20. Uh, sadly, we say goodbye to eight teams ahead of the finals next week. So let's take a look at the bottom eight who won't be playing finals uh, this year. Of course, the West Tigers, the Titans, uh, Manly, the Broncos, Warriors, Dragons, Cowboys... And the Bulldogs. So, the Broncos and Manly, they played finals footy last year. They won't be part of it this year. Interestingly, all five of those bottom teams will have a new coach next year, although we don't know who the Broncos boss will be yet. So, Robbie, off the back of that, when you look at that list, when you look at the rosters for next year, which team are you most worried about heading into 2021?
1: There's probably a couple I'd have to highlight there. I think the Warriors, depending on the situation with COVID, if they're still going to be based over in Australia away from home, I think that's going to take its toll ask them to do it, this year's tough to do it for another 12 months going to be even tougher um, The Dogs I think comes down to recruitment as well I think you know, they're, going to take, they're going to go through a rebuilding phase even though Trent Barris come in with the job uh, Same with the Dragons, I think they need some key signings and I think my Tigers as well we need a couple of additions to the roster
0: So asked for one and you gave us about four
1: <laughs> I'm doing a noddy when it comes okay, to mate. predictions for the, the rounds so. <laughs> yeah. When it comes Throw to the, the team that you think will improve most next year who will it be?
2: Yeah, I think those eight sides, Zach. Will oh, <laughs> this is going to be a long <laughs> show. <laughs> I think the Titans are the team uh, with plenty to to look forward to. Obviously, two big signings in in some powerful forwards coming next year. Um, Justin Holbrook has taken them from sort of 15th, 16th position. They'll finish 9th. Uh, I think they've got one of the best defensive coaches in the competition in Jimmy Dimmick. So. Uh, They're the
0: side I think will make the top eight next year. Could you imagine if Cam Smith goes there? I'll, or should... oh, uh, I don't don't leave it there, leave it there. <laughs> uh, Robbie just mentioned the predictions. Uh, let's see how the guys went last week.
1: Oh, I don't think the Bulldogs deserve to win the wooden spoon, so I'm hoping they can get a win. If not this week, um, my prediction is this week, hopefully the Bulldogs to get a win this weekend and avoid the wooden spoon. The
2: Full-time siren sounds. The Bulldogs got going win.
1: Stephen Crichton will score two tries. Now
2: Crichton
0: Again. All right, so I'll start with the bad. you got one. I just say all, all the time, don't go for two. Just say Stephen Crichton to score a try, so bad luck. You got half of yours right. The if board, the, the, if the Broncos win this week oh. and the yeah. Dogs lose, they could end up with a spoon. But Clean you on.
2: did say the Dogs would win this week or next week. So OK, I will give, give you a tick, Robbie. I would give you a tick. Congratulations, You're a tough judge,
0: Robbie. You're a well tough done. Judge.
1: What about your MVP votes for uh, last You're a week? Tough judge. Uh, my MVP uh, votes one point to Nathan Cleary, uh, still ahead in, in the leaderboard, I think. Uh, number two went to um, Jack Johnson, our favourite bulldog. Jack Johnson. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, Josh, yeah, run, Josh Jackson, I hey, thought. You. You know, a real captain's knocking his 200th yeah. game. I thought yeah, he was outstanding. And my three points to I think a player that's really transformed the Titans since he's been back from injuries, uh, AJ Brimson, he's just going outstanding at the moment. Now, Noddy, Robbie just mentioned a milestone man. Does
0: another one featuring your MVP votes.
2: Yeah, uh, Josh Jackson, I gave one point. I thought he was great as well. Uh, Nathan Cleary gets the two points. Uh, he's had a consistent year and, and just continue to win. And Mitch Orbison, uh, uh, you know, become the most capped rooster player the other day. 303 matches. Um, scores a double um, and just played the house down. And it's just... The, 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 the run-out that he got from, the, from his own team uh, in a tough environment, uh, the presentation post-match from Anthony Minichiello capped off a great night for him.
0: Yeah, the Roosters absolutely nailed that in a tough scenario uh, with the COVID restrictions. Uh, Robbie mentioned uh, the leaderboard a minute ago. Yeah. Let's take a look to see who is on top. Nathan Cleary, he's had a stellar season so far. The Panthers half-back out in front by 22. Now, were you guys any good at maths? Well, are you any good at maths? We won by five, exactly. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, there's
1: still one more still round, round to go. To go. So oh. what I'm saying is, so Teddy, is it possible... Teddy needs two threes from us. Mm.
0: Just, I'm not saying I don't want to influence any voting next week, but... I can be influenced. Teddy, for, former team, <laughs> former teammate. We don't know whether Teddy's going to be back yet. Maybe he's up yeah. for another rest. Yeah. We'll have to wait to see what Trent Robinson uh, does with the Roosters. Uh, of course, the round kicks off uh, with a great rivalry. Well, it's been a great rivalry of late, but... Uh, We don't know uh, what teams will both bring on Friday. Uh, Thursday night, when the round kicks off, uh, the Broncos take on the Cowboys. Uh, This one's at Suncorp Stadium, uh, Thursday, 7.50pm. Darius Boyd will play his 337th and final NRL match on Thursday night, bringing to an end his illustrious 15-year career. Elsewhere, Xavier Coates and Corey Oates trade places. While the big mover is Katoni Staggs, who shifts from centre to 5'8", Payne Haas is a big in up front, as is Jordan Rickey in the back row. Ben Tio drops back to the bench in what could be his last NRL match, while Ethan Ballymore is on the reserves. Brodie Croft is in Jersey 21 but has to prove he has overcome a head knock he suffered at training last week. Let's go to the Cowboys. Josh Hannay has rung the changes as he... Takes charge of the Cowboys for the final time. The two big guns come into their starting pack. Josh Maguire returns from suspension and Jason Tamalolo is at lock after coming off the bench last week. Make it three big guns. 322 game veteran Gavin Cooper will pull on the Cowboys jersey for one last time, while John Asiata, their premiership forward, will also. Uh, play his final game for the club when he departs at the end of the year. A couple of uh, interesting news items at the moment. David Fafita, he's played his last game for the Broncos. He's opted to undergo surgery uh, for the ankle injury he suffered on the weekend, which means he may not be uh, there for Origin 1. Big news for Maroons. Uh, Speaking of Round 20, this game and also the Manly Warriors games, of course no bearing on the top eight. There are some experimental rule changes that the NRL has announced a short time ago. So here they are. Use of the six-again rule for 10-metre infringements. Handover for kicks in the touch rather than a scrum. That's interesting. Nominated forwards only in the scrum. Of course, we see any players uh, jump in these days. And a change in bunker referral process to reduce stoppages. I don't want to go anywhere near the bunker chat, but what about the kicks in a touch instead of a scrum? Do you see that's a way of moving forward and getting more ball in play next year? Yeah, I, I feel like it's a way of getting
2: more game time. Uh, I think just the ball goes in the, in the touch, there's no walk to the scrum, there's no 30 second scrum clock. So it means get the 10 or 20 metres off the sideline, play the ball and game goes on and, and it makes it a lot more quicker. Uh, I think the rule change this year with the six to go has been unbelievable, made it faster and more, more exciting. So if we're talking about less penalties, more six to go calls, more balls in play, uh, I think they're in the right direction. Happy days.
1: I don't agree. Too I'm, not, fast. I'm not. Yeah, I think too far too soon. I think the six again rule. Uh, look, I, I still. I think there's a place for a set pieces in our game. You know, I'm a big fan of set pieces from tap restarts and from scrums. Being coached by Tim Sheens for the first yeah. ten years of my yeah. career, we won games from scoring tries off scrums and, and set plays off off taps as well. So yeah. I think there's an art to it. I would hate to see it disappear from our game. Um, I think there's some brilliant attacking plays. That you can come up with from, from set pieces in scrums and taps.
0: Okay, well, one player who's been great from all areas, all players, scrums, whatever this year, has been Katoni Stags. Will he make a good 5'8?
2: He'll be a powerful running 5'8. I don't know how much st- uh, sort of shape and structure you're going to see from Katoni Stags, but you know, the other thing is they get playing halfback as well. So it that, that looks like they've got all their powerful runners. Uh, Thomas Dearden obviously is the genuine halfback, so you have the kicker and, and the steer him around. But, uh, they're just all powerful athletes. So I would think the Broncos this week will win momentum, get on the front foot, play a bit of offload football, um, and it won't be the traditional structured sort of side that we saw in Anthony Seabold coaching early in the season.
1: I, yeah, I think it's good. It's, it's, for me, this is a message saying, this is your team, Tommy mm. Yeah, You're the genuine half. You control us. And Katoni Stag is just there as a runner. Yeah. yeah, He's there to run. I think sometimes when you're struggling too, that's just the best thing too. Just run, take the line on. Instead of trying to get pretty and ball play and you know, try and fancy a way to win, sometimes you just want to run and run hard and I think Tony Staggs will bring that to the game and allow Deirdre to take control of the side. Well,
0: 2020 has been the Broncos' worst year in their history. They could end up with a wooden spoon. How big a motivator will that be to avoid that? They've only had it this
1: week for the first time. Well, it'll be huge. You know, it's, it's their captain's last game, Darius Boyd's last game, um, yeah, they've already been criticised as the little brother now to the Gold Coast Titans after they lost to them a few weeks ago. There were signs in the, in the crowd saying, oh, you're, you're Queensland's shame and things like that. So for a club like the Broncos, the last thing he wants to a wooden spoon. They're coming up in, in a, another uh, Queensland derby this week. So they'll have a point to prove against another Queensland side to obviously get the win against them, prove that they aren't the little brother and prove that they don't deserve the wooden spoon? Well, a big-name player that won't be part of the action, uh, Cowboys captain
0: Michael Morgan, who has reportedly ruled himself out of origin after another injury played here. Notty he, since the retirement of Jonathan Thurston, the Cowboys seem to have really relied on Michael Morgan, but he hasn't been there too often. In the off-season, is it important to... Have them overcome that mental hurdle of learning to live in life without Michael Morgan if he doesn't play? Well, pro-
2: as you said, they've probably really struggled to live in life without Jonathan Thurston. For a player to be that special and play for you and come up with those the, the wins, it's like replacing Andrew Johns. It's going to be probably what Melbourne Storm have to do when Cameron Smith retires at some stage. So it's a tough replacement. And you're right, Michael Morgan hasn't kicked to that level that we thought he would kick to uh, and become one of the game's best halves. Um, the, the good part, I, I suppose, that the Cowboys and the excitement to look forward to is is what Todd Payton has done with the Warriors. Um, the, the ability to get the best out of the players. They, they they play a very simple brand of football. He's still got you know, some very, very talented players up there. You've got Tamalolo that is an absolute freak and he's going to create some momentum. Jordan McLean was a previous Australian front rower. Um, you've got a couple of young kids that are coming in, so they've got some really good positives. And you're right, they have to... They have to not move on, or have to do move on from just Michael Morgan
0: being, if he's in, we win. If he's out, we don't win. All right, well, on Friday night, that'll be the end of all three Queensland teams. The Gold Coast Titans host the Newcastle Knights at Seabus Super Stadium. Justin Holbrook has made one change as the Titans... uh, Chase, a club record fifth straight win. Brian Kelly returns to the centres with Tremaine Spry shifting to the wing to replace Corey Thompson who has a lower back slash hamstring injury. Mitch Rain has been named despite suffering a head knock against Manly while Jai Arrow will play his final game for the club before he joins South Sydney if he overcomes a groin injury by Friday. Edric Lee returns from uh, personal reasons on the wing but here's the big, big in. Bradman Best is back in the centres after an eight-week layoff with an ankle injury. Heimel Hunt shifts to the wing, so Gahamit, Jibasaki and Star Toa miss out. Kurt Mann returns from suspension at hooker as Chris Randall takes up a spot on the bench. Sione Mataudia starts in the back row for Lachlan Fitzgibbon while Brodie Jones comes into the 17. He had uh, Robbie's three MVP votes from around 19, but AJ Brimson, too small, too experienced, or too good uh, to leave out of the Maroons' origin squad?
2: Well, he's going to get an opportunity because obviously there, there, there's going to be a number of players unavailable for Queensland through injury. Um, he is a very, very special player. He, he's only come back, as you said, halfway through this year from his own injury. Um, you know, he's, what makes up in size is, I suppose, the pace he does has off, off the mark, which is what Orion Peppenhausen uh, creates up for as well. So uh, there's, they've got some good kids coming through the Queensland side. He, was he in the squad last year? He's Was been he on part the, of the as bo- a development man players and yeah, player. Yeah, so he's been around it. He understands it. It's, you know, if they're desperate, why wouldn't they throw him in? So, will he get a game? Prediction? This year? Yep. No.
1: Robbie? I think yes. I think he'll, he'll definitely be part of the squad. And I think what, he, what he's got working in his favour is his utility. And I think he'll make a really good number 14, especially at that level. Not that I care, because it's Queensland. but Ooh, <laughs> back in the sky blue today. Uh, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah. uh, from
0: Robbie Farrow. OK, one player that won't be part of the Titans squad next year, Bryce Cartwright. He's been released. Unfortunately, he never reached the heights we expected him to when he joined the Gold Coast. But is there a Sydney-based club or coach combination that can bring the best out of Bryce Cartwright?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question, you know. He, he was a player that burst on the scene as a young kid, mm. had all the potential in the world, you know, was performing at such a high level. I think they were speaking about him, you know, about origin at, at mm. one stage as well and, and then all of a sudden it's all gone downhill for him. And I think you've got to pinpoint why. I think you've got to understand why it's gone downhill uh, and how to unlock that and, and get him back to his best. Look, I think if he's still got the motivation there, if you can pick him up at a decent price, he's definitely a player that can bring something different to your side. He's not a traditional back row. He's He's got a pass in him and offload. He's got great footwork. He's, he's got that natural ball-playing ability. So the skill's there, but it's about the attitude and the motivation with Bryce Cartwright, I think.
0: Well, Caelan Ponga was great for the Knights last week, but what a boost just two weeks or one week out uh, from the finals. Bradman Best, is he the strike weapon that the Knights really need to launch into the finals?
1: I think so. Previous to his injury, I think he was definitely their, their X-factor mm. player. You know, he For a young kid bursting on the scene this year, he was outstanding. Um, His performances week in, week out were at such a high level and I think he just brings confidence to the players around him. So it's a massive in for the Knights. Is he going to transform their side and turn them into a premiership threat? I don't think so. I don't think he can or he will. I think the Knights, Knights' issue is probably... Uh, a little bit deeper than just one player but um, it's definitely a, a big boost for them heading into the finals
2: Is that the fullback Caitlin Pong that will probably play fullback for Queensland that you mentioned just then will throw Bradman Best the ball Yeah Just having a dig um, I, I think he'll be good for him obviously he's got pace it's actually a really scary game I think for Newcastle because as you said mm. they've been so inconsistent this year uh, they've been up and down you know they get a strike player back uh, I think you are a huge chance of actually losing this match which will be Pretty damaging leading into the semi finals on the back of getting beat to a side outside the top eight. But, but, and that's just that
0: inconsistence that Newcastle have had all year. All right. Well, Knights, uh, you'll probably have a win this week given Noddy's you for a What a blockbuster late on Friday night. We've got the Rabbitohs against the Roosters, the arch rivals in Sydney, the Bondi boys against the boys from Redfern. Uh, This one is at ANZ Stadium. Dane Gagai is back from suspension and will line up in the centres for his 200th NRL match. The Rabbitohs will be without the suspended forward Jaden Sua, which means Jed Cartwright makes his first NRL start. Elsewhere, Patrick Mago comes onto the bench. To the Roosters... It's the business end of the season and the cavalry returns for Trent Robinson's men. James Tedesco, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend and Si-o Siwa Tokayaho have all been named after being wrested from their win over the Sharks. Cordner's return means Angus Crichton shifts back uh, from the second row to lock. Lachlan Lamb has been named in Jersey 14, having missed the last five matches with an ankle injury. Now, knowing that uh, their season will be on the line in an elimination final next week against the Knights, it might be an interesting question, but will Wayne Bennett, after the loss to the Bulldogs, want his men to be at their best against the Roosters or is his eyes already on next week? Look,
1: at this time of year, there's nothing better or nothing more needed than belief and confidence, (coughs) uh, momentum heading into the final series and no better way of doing that and gaining that belief than beating the reigning premiers from last year. So... I think the Souths will want to be at their best this week. If they can jag a win over the, you know, a full-strength Rooster side this week, you go in the finals next week full of confidence. So, uh, and vice versa, if you go out there this week and put in a really poor performance, you know, Roosters put thirty or forty on you. Uh, your confidence is shot, and then you're facing an elimination final the week after. So, I think it's a really big game for Souths this week, bouncing back from what was a really disappointing performance against the Dogs last week.
0: So, is it the result or the performance that means most to the Bunnies this week?
1: Oh, look. If they get I think it's the performance, they I, think them, it's, yeah. I think it's the performance. But to get a result like being the Roosters will be massive for your confidence and, and gaining some momentum heading into the round one.
0: All right, with, with Lachlan Lamb returning, uh, Victor Radley, Sam Verrills and Billy Smith are the only Roosters unavailable. So And Sonny Bill, throw him back. Yeah. You know, now he's back in action. <laughs> um, has this got the Roosters prime for a three-peat?
2: Yeah, I went to the match last week against the Sharks and I was blown away by the, the pace that they play and the structures they play. Uh, you know, you're right. And to see Sonny firsthand, obviously, um, he's got the ability... It just terrorises the defensive line because everyone's watching him, got eyes on him. He's got the ability to skip one or two plays. He's got, you know, a great passing game. But, you know, they, ha- they know how to win matches. They only had about... They had 45% of the ball last week, six players out, and they still won by 18 points. It was a pretty special performance. And obviously they celebrated uh, Orbison's milestone. Um, There's not much wrong with them. There's not much
0: wrong... Is there a weakness anywhere? (sighs) Probably not.
1: No, I think at their best they win the call. Okay.
0: All right, will the Bunnies be able to cause an upset in the latest battle of the Book of Feuds? Tune in uh, to Nine, Fox League, of course, Sky New Zealand, KO all right here using your Telstra Live Pass across the NRL network. Uh, The Panthers take on the Bulldogs. Um, One one team's the best in the league, the other uh, not so great, but plenty of fight. This is Saturday 3pm at ANZ Stadium. Steve Georgialis takes the Bulldogs' leash One last time before he leaves the club and has rewarded the same 17 that upset South Sydney last week. Tim Laffey could be a laid out if he fails in his bid to have a high tackle charge downgraded at the judiciary tonight. That could open the door for Kerrid Holland to play one final game with the Dogs before he hangs up the boots. Lachlan Lewis will need to pass his HIA protocols this week while Chris Smith... And my man Jack Johnson, Josh Jackson, trade places in the back row. Three Panthers return while three more are rested for the final round. Dylan Edwards, Stephen Crichton, Viliami Kikau get a spell this week. So Dane Laurie starts at fullback for the first time. Tyrone Mays in the centres and Kurt Capewell starts in the back row. Skipper James Tarmo, hooker Api Korosau and Zane Tedavano all return. Matt Burton gets his first crack at NRL since round 11 while Mitch Kenny and Jack Hetherington fall to the reserves. Robbie, when you look at the Bulldogs' 17 for this week, we know they've got so much fight. They've shown it nearly every week this year. But when Tramp-Barrett takes over next year, how different does their 17 need to look to ensure that they can match it with a top eight side?
1: I think it's going to look a lot different. Obviously, uh, I think you know, Kotrick's coming in, uh, Corey Waddell, uh, Green, Blake, Green. Blake Green's coming in as well, and there's talk about Charlie Staines, which will give them a lot of speed out wide. Look, I think the dogs, for me, as you said, effort, can't fault it. Every week they, they bust their backside. Uh, yeah, they're competing for the majority of the 80 minutes. For me, I think they need to overhaul their attacking structure. I think, you know, they've struggled to score points now for three or four years, you know, under Dean Pay, and then and the back end of this year as well. And I think with Trent Barrett, he's been so successful at the Panthers with what he's brought to their attacking structure. Uh, he'll come in and completely overhaul the way they play. That'll probably take a bit of time, and he needs to recruit the players that can adapt to the way he wants to play as well. What about a better
0: chance for those players to impress uh, their future coach. Uh, this weekend uh, when, uh, of course, they take on the Panthers. Edwards, Crichton and Kickout rested this week. Has Ivan Cleary got the measure right in terms of managing his players but also maintaining momentum ahead of the finals?
2: Yeah, definitely a bit of both. And as Robbie said, you know, it's really important this time of year to have that belief and confidence. And, you know, Panthers have been flying all year. So to have a disappointing loss this week because they've rested players would just probably burst their bubble a little bit. Uh, they're finding ways of winning. Uh, they've continually rested players there after the last few weeks. They've got no, I think they've got no players on the injury list, which is a good thing to have because you actually have full, full ability to pick anyone. Um, it'll be a tough test, but again, it shows the depth of what Penrith have got. Like Dane Laurie, uh, people say is you know he's very very special player, so he comes in and plays the fullback role. So it also gives the coach confidence that if a player goes down over the next three to four weeks, they've got depth and confidence that he can come in and do a job in the big games.
0: And I guess smart to get Matt Burton some game time off
2: the
1: bench. Well, smart to get anyone some game time at the moment if you, if you can afford that luxury because there is no reserve grade competition. Yeah. We've spoken about it during the year where players are coming into a game not having played for six, seven, eight weeks. Yes. So to give these guys a game now, a bit of match fitness, uh, you know, get their timing back, whereas they're not playing week in, week out in that reserve grade competition. As Noddy said, you do get an injury, you've got the confidence to throw these guys in. All right, the Sharks, they were very disappointing uh, last weekend. Uh, Of course, they...
0: We're pretty good against the Roosters. Maybe that's a little bit harsh. I'm just getting <laughs> naughty rolled up after I've ruled them out in the 2020 finals already. The Sharks against the Raiders, 5.30, Neth at Jubilee Stadium. Nene McDonald plays his first game of the year since joining the Sharks, while Marween Haradi plays his uh, second game of the season. Wade Graham is named at 5.8 at club level for the first time since 2015, replacing Sean Johnson, whose season is over, after he ruptured his uh, Achilles on the weekend and Teague Wilton is the only other new face on the bench. Look at the Raiders, go make yourself a cuppa. I'll still be going through Ricky Stewart's uh, team sheet when you get back. (laughs) Only four players remain from last week uh, as four uncapped players make their debuts. Adam Cook, uh, Matthew Tomoko, Darby Medlin and Garrett. Uh, Sublo will make their NRL uh, debuts. The f- big names not in their 17, Nickel, Clockstad, Rappiner, Croker, White and Williams, Tarpany, Bateman, Whitehead and Papali. Not sure if I've missed anyone. While well, it's great to finally see Sears Soliola return after his nasty face fracture earlier this year. Let's f- focus on the Sharks first. Uh, no Sean Johnson, no Ch- Chad Townsend until next week. Is it the right move to move Wade Graham back into the halves?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, obviously the captain been suspended for a week or two because of the the, the dangerous tackle. Uh, he was a 5'8", coming through the system. He played first grade at five eight. He's a ball playing back rower. Uh, he'll, he'll definitely, I think, just push himself to the left edge of the field. They'll probably play a left half and a right half, uh, with with Connor Tracy probably playing more the right half scenario. So. It's a big in for them. Uh, there's a few outs, obviously a few huge losses with some injuries and as you said, Sean Johnson was, was, I think in, is in career best form but they've got to win. They, they'd like to get a bit of confidence. Canberra given them that opportunity because
0: of the amount of players rested. Is there any way that Wade Graham lines up in the halves next week alongside Chad Townsend? If he, if he excels there? Yeah, this
1: week? Yeah, I don't see why not. As yeah, He's experienced. He's played there before. I think he's played some origin football there before off the bench as well and, and performed at that level and when you're going into some big matches during the finals, um, I think he's a perfect player, especially if you've got some injury concerns and Townsend's not there, Moylan's not there, Johnson's gone for the year. So, you know, what better replacement than someone like a Wade Graham? And what better time for Wade Graham to excel
0: against the Raiders side that is heavily depleted? So Ricky's gone a little bit rogue this Tell week. You what you'd be filthy if you're one of the four players that didn't get a rest. <laughs> the Raiders, you <he> would be. <laughs> um, has Ricky gone too far? Or is this a smart move given it's likely to be the Sharks against the Raiders next week in an elimination final at GIC? Yeah,
1: I'm, su- I'm surprised by this move by Ricky, to be honest, because there's still a chance of finishing in the top four. Mm. Uh, you know, they win this week. Parramatta lose to the Tigers, which is a possibility. Parramatta's not going that well. A motion-filled match for the Tigers with Benji and, and Rowdy's last game. Anything can happen there. You Jaggers top four spots. So I'm very surprised by this move by Ricky Sure, almost kind of giving up on the on the hope of of making the top four. But, look, I think it's obviously been a long year. They've had a lot of injury concerns through the, year, the Raiders. Uh, we've spoken about it right throughout the amount of injuries they've had. So probably a timely, I think, week for them to, to freshen up and, and get everyone right for next week. And some news on the injury front for the Raiders. John Bateman is OK. He's good to go
0: next week while Curtis Scott's season is over. He's uh, consulted a surgeon and he's going to get a plate removed from the leg he's hampered with. So it's been a sad season for Curtis Scott but hopefully he's back bigger and better next uh, year. Just quickly, uh, Ricky Stewart he's been hit with a suspended $10,000 fine after his post-match spray last week. Perhaps he did his team sheet after he found out that news. All right, let's move to the late game on Saturday night. The West Tigers, as Robbie just said up against the Eels who are fighting to keep their top four spot intact ahead of the Finals. Club legends Chris Lawrence and Benji Marshall will play their last games in West Tigers Colours after uh, great careers with the club. Tommy Talao replaces Joey Joey Leilua in the centres. Moses Mbai is still missing. Luke Brooks is back from suspension. Zane Musgrove starts uh, while Luke Garner and Alex Twal return to the starting side. Matt Eisenhuth drops to the bench alongside Sean Blaw and Michael Cheekham. Great to see see him back. While Elijah Taylor will also play his final game under Michael Maguire. Brad Arthur has named an unchanged 17 to the side that got... Past the Broncos. There are two changes to the pack though. Regular starters, Junior Paulo and Sean Lane come back in with Andrew Davey and Kane Evans dropping to the bench. Robbie, uh, alongside yourself Chris Lawrence and Benji Marshall are the the big three for them. You've played such a big part in their history. 508 games for these two, for that club. Mm. How emotionally charged will the Tigers be this weekend?
1: I think these boys have every right to go out winners uh, after what they've done for for the club for such a long time, as you, as you mentioned, uh, both legends of the club. Uh, Chris Lawrence, local junior, played his whole career there. Benji's gone and come back, as I did. Um, but their, their contribution to the club can't be under- underestimated and I, I just hope the boys are really up for this game on the weekend um, and send those boys out a winner because that's the least they deserve. And um, I'll be there watching, uh, send those boys off and uh, hopefully it's a great occasion. Have you booked in a, a time for them to jump on? The scoreboard with you once they're allowed out of the bubble. Uh, no, social distancing, COVID, not allowed up there. It's only uh, one person at a time up at the scoreboard. No, no, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, look, look. Obviously, having been in the bubble, it's it's actually been quite hard for me, not being able to interact with those boys and pop in and see them during the during the um, during the season. But I'm sure once this is all over, it'd be great to catch up with them and and, and have a beer and talk about all the, the the good and bad times that we shared together throughout our careers and uh, reminisce and. Um, I'd tell him how much they'll enjoy retirement. Well,
0: speaking of, <laughs> we don't know what Benji
1: oh. might, mar- or maybe that's an insight. No, I actually, no. I actually don't. Sorry, I got carried away there. But um, yeah, it'd be nice if to know if it was going to be his last game because I think yeah. they both deserve you know, the proper send off, and I hope the club, and I'm sure the club will you know, give both boys uh, the send off they deserve this Saturday night.
0: So, do you fear it's the last we will see of Benji in the NRL? Yet to. Uh, be poached by a club, I guess, for next year.
1: Yeah,
2: and I, you know, I suppose it's hard to, for the competition or for clubs to know what the next year looks like with the competition when the salary cap's been approved. Uh, he's playing well enough to play football next year, Benji. You know, he's still got um, some quality attack to him. Um, defensively, the weeks that they said he had deficiencies, anyone who had deficiencies against a couple of powerful back rollers that run over him one-on-one a few occasions. So I think he's got plenty to offer. I would just thought if, he, if there was a club that was interested, it would have happened already. You are a long, long time retired. So if he's got that urge to keep playing, I would encourage him to keep playing. Um, but you've got to make sure you've got the, the passion and the drive to put everything into next year because it's hard to uproot and move again. So
0: well, wish him all the best. Hopefully, for everyone's sake, it's not the last we've seen of Benji because he's been one of the great, great players of the modern era. Eight weeks ago, we stood here and we talked up Regan Campbell-Gillard as one of the best props in the game. Let's look at his numbers, though, from rounds 7 to 12 compared to rounds 13 to 19. We highlighted his numbers up until round 12 because they were incredible, really. 237 uh, metres, I guess, because he was playing close to 70 meters uh, minutes per game. So, Robbie, how important is it for him to get his minutes and numbers up? from this week onwards to ensure the Eels playmakers have a platform to play off because the playmakers yeah. have been copying it. Mm-hmm. We spoke weeks.
1: about how well they're going early in the year and we spoke about that being off the back of their two front rowers and the go for that they will providing and I think what we see there, you talk about the long minutes he was playing, I think over the course of a season that really catches up on you you're playing, you're asking a front row to play an average of I think it was 69.1 minutes there a week, you can't do that over the length of a season I think he probably got a little bit burnt out uh, towards the back end of the season and you've you yeah, that's been reflected in, in his numbers, and um, look, there's, there's no doubt that their forms dropped off as soon as their two front rollers weren't providing the platform that they were at the start of the year. So um, you know, whether they've given him a rest during the week at training and fr- try to freshen him up, I think that's key because they need him at his best. Along with Junior Paulo, uh, for them to provide the platform for them going in the finals. A real struggle for a lot of clubs, uh, 18 games straight uh, since the COVID break. All right, the
0: Warriors and the Sea Eagles season will end on Sunday at 2 pm. The Warriors hosting uh, Manly at their home away from home Central Coast Stadium. Sadly, Roger Tour Sheck season is over a week early with a hamstring injury, but Petahiku has been in great touch in recent weeks, so no doubt he'll slot in well at fullback. Hayes Perham shifts to the centres, which allows Patrick Herbert to return to the wing after fighting off a hammy injury. Ellie Cartola returns in the second row as Jack Murchie falls to the bench. Also, Jermaine Tonoa-Brown returns from suspension while Josh Curran and Tom Ala. Uh, out of the squad. Let's look uh, out of the 17 rather. Let's look at Manly. Tom Draboyevich return uh, lasted just 61 minutes before he suffered a shoulder injury that will end his regular season but the fullback says he will be right to go for Origin 1 but Fitler says he's his first player picked. So Tavita Funa wears the number one Abbas Minsky the number two and uh, Ruben Garrick returns in Jersey 5. Taniela Paseca starts alongside Danny Levi in his final game for the club. Can Rebound. Corey Waddell also plays his final game in maroon and white, while Albert Hoppawadi and Morgan Ball are on the bench alongside Hamoli Olakauatu. Now, one player that isn't on Manly's team sheet there is, of course, Adam Finuor Blake, who announced via social media today he is leaving the club. He was contracted with the Sea Eagles for next year and the year after, and he will be joining the Warriors. Why is this a great pickup for the Warriors?
2: No, he's one of the best front rollers in the competition at the moment. Uh, He's had a really successful last two seasons uh, at the Manly Football Club under Des Hasler. Powerful go forward, which we just said, why has it been important for Parramatta, was the front rollers layer platform for him. Uh, He's a great frame. He's got a good offload. Um, He's been really consistent. He's played injured for most of this year as well. We've known he's had that knee injury for a fair while and played really, really tough. So uh, it's a a leader that the Warriors
0: can play on the back of. Uh, I think it's a pretty good signing for him. So with Adam Fenua-Blake leaving, there's been a lot of talk about Kieran Foran's potential return uh, to Manly under his former mentor in Des Hasler, but after a really disappointing year with Foran aside, who do Manly need to recruit? They haven't signed anyone in terms of a fresh face from this mm. year to next.
1: I think the two key signings I'd make, I think Danny Levi-Hooker hasn't worked for them, I don't think he's provided, like they lost Api last year, he's been Penrith's best signing and we've seen what he's brought to their side. Um, uh, Fenu obviously, has missed the season uh, you know, for, for other reasons. So you're not sure if he's going to be back next year as well. But I think they definitely need to find someone in that hooking role. And for me, whilst you don't want to put the mock on him, I think you almost need a backup for Tommy T. Because you, you've seen how poor they've been without him. He's so important in their side where if he's not playing, they just can't win footy games. I think you need someone there as a decent backup because the people, they've changed between Fainu at, uh, Funa at the back uh, Garrick Garrick's times. played at the back. You know, there have been several guys that they've tried there and it just hasn't worked. So, you know, it, it is a concern because he's had so many injury troubles in the past and whilst you don't wish you know, he's going to get injured, you like to think he's going to play every game, you, ne- you almost need someone there that, that can fill in when he's, when he's not available. Unfortunately, number nines and number ones don't come cheap
0: in mm. 2020 or 21 but I'm not a recruitment officer by any means. Uh, the warriors they have been gallant all the way until the end as I said it's uh, disappointing we won't see RTS in action one final time but after four and a half months away from home knowing they're on the flight the next day back to New Zealand will this help or hinder their performance on the weekend?
2: No, they should be so excited. You know, they've been they've been courageous, they've been successful under what Todd Payton's done for them. They've helped they should hold their head high. Probably one of the most consistent seasons the Warriors have had for a very long time. They should look at this game on the weekend as a celebration before they go home. It's their grand final. They get to go home to their own houses, to see their families, to hang out at home, to probably be out of the bubble uh, in some regards when they do go back home. So I I think it's a huge celebration for the Warriors for everything they've contributed to to season 2020.
0: When it all went down and there was talk about, uh, I guess, how the Warriors will go this year, then they sacked Steve Kearney. What was a realistic outcome... For them, at that point, in your eyes, did
1: you Pro- think they 'd probably avoid the wooden spoon? I think everyone yeah. I think they would have been happy with that, to be honest, but uh, I, I agree with Noddy. I think you know, they, they should be really proud of of what they 've dished up this year. I think it 's been quite remarkable to to think um, after all the setbacks they 've had living away from home, losing your coach, players going back home, you know, it's key players as well, so and you 've had guys on loan coming and going and chopping and changing. You have to think that two weeks ago there was still a chance of making the eight is quite remarkable. So I'd love to see him go out with a win this weekend and, and really celebrate what's been a landmark season for the Warriors and, and hopefully they can take that momentum into next season. Against the team that Robbie picked as uh, the Premiers, believe that's it or not. Memory. I've got a long memory.
0: The,
2: the other thing that's been good this year is the loan. The loan process has been yeah. successful. So maybe this is something that
0: ...can be a part of the future as well. Maybe. Alright, got a look at the Dragons and the Storm. The final game of Round 20, the last regular season round. The Dragons' season over after this. Round 19, debutant Max fearmeyer starts on the wing alongside the returning Ewan Aiken. Two more rookies, Jaden Sullivan and Eddie Blacker, will make their NRL debuts. Sullivan is in for Corey Norman, who has been dropped to the reserves. Ben Hunt is suspended while Jacob Host starts in the back row for Tarek Sims, who is on the bench, as is Cade Ellis. Well, Craig Bellamy has done a Ricky Stewart and only named, I think it is, two players uh, that played in Round 19. Here are the big talking points. Ryan Pappenhausen returns from an Achilles issue. Cooper Johns gets his second shot in the halves this year. Suliasi Vunivalu and Tino Fasua Ma'alawi picked up hamstring and calf injuries respectively, so they haven't been named Christian Welsh is back after being stood down last week for a COVID breach. Skipper Cam Smith, well, he gets a rest. Perhaps it was because of the way he carried on when he passed the coach's uh, try-scoring record last week. The Dragons, well, they were extremely disappointing against the Knights on Sunday. Their interim coach, Dean Young, was a very unhappy man after the match.
2: Well, we wouldn't have beaten Dap, though today the way we played that first half. It was just under eight stuff we've been losing for two years now so the belief is certainly not there that we can go out and beat
0: the top sides um but effort could be a lot better across the board that's for sure mate of course of course of course (laughs) it's been a long day of course anthony griffin takes over uh next year of the dragons how tough will it be for them to turn that losing culture into a winning culture next year i'm not going to talk for a while
1: (laughs) of course it's going to be hard (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's yeah as you said it yeah it's it's not going to happen overnight it, it's they've been on the decline now for a couple of years the dragons so um it, it's going to be you know a tough ask to turn it around so quickly um i think they do need an overhaul of their roster in in, in key pl- uh, key positions as well obviously yeah they've chopped and changed you know in the spines throughout the year with you know McInnes and Hunt you know in the hook and roll and Norman in and out of the side and then full-back you know, until Dufty cemented that spot as well. So I think they need a bit of stability in those key, key positions to really turn things around and you know, some really strong recruitment as well.
0: Alright, speaking of a winning culture, a decade ago the Dragons had just that when they took out the NRL Premiership.
1: When Wayne rolled in
2: the door, this club didn't have a lot of belief. There was a lot of people that had gone out of their way to make sure that we knew that we were chokers. We had a little bit of a thing there about the true believers. It's all the true believers. If one thing changed that year, it mightn't have been our year. Put
0: two down for Nightingale. It just had that air about it where what we're doing wasn't going to be stopped. The Dragons win the grand final. It
2: was just so much relief after waiting 31 years.
0: We've been knocked down and got back up again each time, and now we're here
2: all the true believers! Let's celebrate it! We believed in
0: what we were doing was going to get the job done, so we'd speak about being the true believers. So that is just a small snippet of NRL.com's uh, The True Believers documentary, which airs 7.30pm right here on NRL.com. Uh, it's probably the biggest project we've undertaken as a team, so make sure you tune in. 42 minutes long... Uh, Robbie you feature believe it or not at one point in terms of the Tigers Probably they team. knocked you out in the prelim but how far away
1: are they from that winning culture a decade ago um, I'm still thinking about that prelim that we lost 13-12 <laughs> I think it was it was a couple of bad refs calls yeah. uh, in there as well Bobby he oh, rolled his ankle on a, on a tennis ball the day before oh look I, I think they're a, a long way away uh, you know, I think for them to uh, you know as I mentioned you know, a couple of minutes ago. It's, it's going to take some time to rebuild what they've gone through and, the, and their decline over the last couple of years.
0: Alright, when we look at the uh, Melbourne storm, a heap of changes, but two overshadowed, as I mentioned, Vunavalu and Fasua Ma'alawi. They've got soft tissue injuries. Mm. A concern given yeah. they are two-strike weapons for Melbourne uh, going to the finals. Yeah, huge concern. And, and that's what the clubs have had to manage
2: because of 18 straight weeks. There's been no chance to rest them, no buys. Uh, obviously, they, again, Melbourne Storm are a club that play in their system, so a new player comes in it probably just doesn't play as well as the other players. Um, the, the one person I'm looking forward to, to watching is Ricky Latelli. He's a premiership winner at the Sharks. He was a part of that Toronto Wolfpack team that fell over this year and, and very similar to Sonny Bill Williams, he gets a chance to come back and play in the NRL. So that's a huge pick-up for the Melbourne Storm. Do you think
0: that uh, they will show plenty of promise still, even though they've got a weakened lineup without the likes of Cam Smith?
1: Look, oh, they won't be at their best, no doubt, but I think the effort will be there. It's there every week with the Storm and they, you know, Craig Bellamy you know, demands nothing less. So you know, those guys will be fighting for you know, whatever spots they can come finals time because you know, an injury, a suspension, anything can happen and then you find yourself in potentially a premiership winning team.
0: Alright, just quickly, we saw Ricky Stewart and Craig Bellamy name like, teams that we didn't expect. Uh, is there reason to potentially bring in a buy round before the finals moving forward?
1: I, I don't, I, I, don't I don't, I don't think so. And, and look, I think you know, I'm not a coach, um, you know, but as a player, I'd like playing the, the week before finals and keeping my match fitness up, keeping my momentum and my timing up. So um, I'm surprised that they've rested so many players. But look, I think it's a bit different this year because of uh, the structure of the season and the fact there's been no buy rounds. I think you know, coaches have taken the opportunity to freshen players up. But personally, as a player, I would have loved to keep playing.
2: Uh, I think. I think coaches are always judged on where they finish the year. So it's a, a performance base. So they've got to look after the, the best way of winning a premiership is having the best players available when the finals arrive. So I can understand and rest their players. COVID's obviously affected 2020 because we've had to play 18 weeks straight with no buys, no origin in the middle. Uh, the AFL also went through that buy concept last round and they lose all momentum in the competition. So I would hate to see our fans have to wait. With the excitement of finals coming, with,
0: with what you look forward to, I'd hate to have a week off. All right? so great insight, but a no and a no. Make sure you're tuning into all Round 20 action this weekend uh, via Nine, Foxtel, Sky New Zealand, Co. and, of course, using your Telstra Live Pass across the NRL network. My second favourite time of the week, prediction time. Who wants to go first?
2: I'll go first because
0: okay. you can probably can finish with... I'm going to say two things because I know you told me never to
2: do it, but I'm going to say Benji Marshall will get two try assists on Saturday night and Chris Lawrence to score the winning try in a victory for the West Tigers.
1: I like it, I like a lot. it. I hope you're right. Um, for me, the Premier side in Queensland, the Titans, to finish a season with five, five wins in a row, I think it'll uh, be an outstanding finish for them. And of course, my Bulldogs Con- on a continuation from last week's prediction to avoid the wooden spoon. Robbie doesn't learn back to his normal well, barrel uh, ways. No, because you you chipped me on that one, oh. saying that only half got it last week. OK. Inside the NRL, uh, we'll
0: be back next Monday from 5pm. Katie Brown, Michael Chambers and Jamie Sout have all uh, the wash-up from every week of footy. You can catch uh, yesterday's episode on NRL TV. Uh, that wraps things up here. Um, of course we'll be back next week. <laughs> of course. Of course. A new word you learn here. (laughs) We teach you plenty of things on NRL teams. Enjoy your footy this weekend. We'll see you next Tuesday. Uh.